When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. D-O-I in apostrophe I-T-W-I-T H-T-A-N-N-Y And J-E-N-N-Y Doing it with Danny and Jenny Doing it with Danny and Jenny Doing it with Danny and Jenny It's a revolution In podcast Wow Always. I mean, hang on, just, oh, Sorry, every time I got to wipe the tears. Yeah, I, I, the power of music to just take you back to a time in your life. I mean, I think when I first heard that I was probably, I was like, you know, early fifties, yeah. you know, it's a special time. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole life, like our whole lives were in front of us, you know? Yeah. You just, uh, I said, so full of hope. Um, thank you. Thank you, Eli Braden for that beautiful, uh, that beautiful little ditty that he, he made for us. He did. He made it. He it helps it. make this show what it is. Danny, I haven't seen you in a while. You've been on, on a trip. I was on well, tour. Well, you know, I've been traveling a lot. We'll get into that. All I right. mean, you I, look I, great. I know. I really do look great. Uh-huh. Um, you look great, by the way. Not really, but thank you for saying that. I know and you felt tra- like you had to say it. No, I felt obligated, sure. Um, uh-huh. And then you've been traveling, too, which we should get into later, too. Yes, absolutely. And, um, it's, and our next guest, she's a traveler. I mean, I feel weird talking about ourselves when we have such an esteemed guest here. We do. Uh, And you and I also get, like, extra excited when we have, like, a pure stand-up. Like, we're such... There are people who just, they tell jokes. They're traveling salespeople with jokes on on a backpack from town to town, making their living. And honestly, this one is, like, I mean, it's a... she, I see. I'm giving it away now. She's a pro. Yeah. And, now that now that narrows funny. it down to female comics. Yes, yeah, female comics. She's funny, so I've yeah. really narrowed it down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, she, don't cancel me. I don't believe that <laughs> at all. No. And she actually's left. That's it. She's had enough. But one of my favorite stand-ups, and just one of the sharpest wits, just absolutely one of our favorites. We've talked about her report, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tammy Pescatelli, everyone. Please give it up. Why? Why, thank you. Uh, I feel like I should have way more money in my bank account compared to what you guys just said about me. Uh, That's very kind of you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with both of you, fans of both of you. You look great. Your hair looks good. I like your shirt, like the whole thing. Oh, thank you so much. It's a catfish. I put on enough makeup to catfish myself i i have reverse body dysmorphia i feel like i'm pulling it off until i see pictures of myself i, I literally said i do this joke on stage myself where i have body promorphia where it's like <laughs> like, like you like you walk by see, the shower if the world could see me the way i think i look That's I mean, right. no one would keep their hands off of me you and me both honey i literally it's it's so hard right now. It's funny. Like when you guys say female comic, it's such a cachet now. Like yeah. I love what is happening for the new generation of yeah. female comics. 
But for me and the rest of the old broads, it it has not extended to us. I just yeah. got a email today that said um, uh, a streaming service at Shell, Renee, you know, it sounds like Retflix, um, doesn't want women in my age demographic. And I'm like, well, that's funny because here are the stats. I sell 51% of my tickets to men. And I yeah. skew from 35 up, which is the money demographic. I put a lot of money into into and in demo research, right? And they were like, yeah. oh, so <laughs> I go, forget it then. They go, well, we can re-meet. No, am I going to get any funnier between this week and then two weeks what? now? No, you don't get to turn me down twice. I used to give my number out one time to someone. And if you forgot it, I didn't go yeah. out with you. I, it's it's the dumbest thing that you we do. It's like because this is the one area where, like, especially like in stand up or performing, you get you really do you get better with experience and more to talk yeah. about. There's like there's all that stuff and this idea of this demo. First of all, we've made their choice demo. Society has created this eighteen to whatever demo. Right, we've made them broke. Like they're never going to own anything because right. because like yeah. like that made sense when we actually had a middle class when like there was a hope that like we had when I was growing up that like maybe you could own property no kids right. have that now well that's because you know? yeah. they have uh BBLs uh yeah. you know they get yeah. out of high school and yeah. get a, a Brazilian butt lift and are 18 grand in debt before they even get to college yeah yeah my I, I was fortunately born with such a high butt I didn't need and I that. have just hired two small people to lift it they walk behind me <laughs> Um, so it's nice. It's real. I'm employing people. So I get PPP money in case anything ever goes down. It's really good. That's, that's never been a problem for me. I was born with ass. My mom had ass. So like, I've never had that problem. Well, I've been called an ass many times, but (laughs) it goes, it goes hand in hand, hand in ass. There's somebody, uh, royalty who used to talk about people, um, Sir Mix-a-Lot, I believe. He was <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes, he was. Uh, I think yeah. he, was not, I think he abdicated, me. didn't he? No, no, he I made that girl from Suits and he let go of his position. I think no, that's what I it was. I think if you go down the, the, how you, the, how you go, I think he's third to the throne. I think yes. he actually, Sir Mix-a-Lot goes, it's, yeah. it's, uh. Yeah. That's why Harry and Meghan left, actually. Yeah, I it's, think Will, yeah it's William, Harry, and then I believe Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah, he's called uh, like the King Concert instead of Concert. <laughs> I, I do like how he cannot lie. I mean, that is something you know. of the monarch. But I don't know. He and who it, knew? He says it too quickly that maybe he I mean, is lying. And a complete prognosticator because who knew that Flo Jo was going to die? I mean, thank God she was immortalized. Oh, yeah. God. Yes, you didn't know Flo Jo was dead? Do we have to hang up? I'm so <laughs> right I hope I'm I mean, God so I don't mean to laugh. I'm going to need a second. <laughs> Jackass. This right. is why I don't have a bigger career. Just so you know, I have a very Larry David life with none of the money or the fame. I mess <laughs> myself up all the time. There's probably somebody watching right now who thought, wow, why doesn't she ever own sitcom? And then I said something about Flojo and they were a big Flojo fan. And then they were like, <laughs> screw this broad. This is why. But well, you mentioned Flojo in a non-derogatory way. You yeah. sort of were honoring Flojo. But I laughed yeah, and it was like, yeah, you, you said R.I.P. and then burst out laughing. So you should we <laughs> laugh. You almost, you, so were, you had not, it and you lost it. it we laugh so as not to cry. I mean, that's, that's, that's how we deal with tragedy. I really do have inappropriate laughter. Oh, that's all I have. I mean, it is. And I always say the wrong 
things. I mean, I could have a huge career as we sit here right now if I wouldn't have insulted the head of HBO, but purely <laughs> by accident, purely, purely just. If you, you want, you want me to tell you the story? Of I don't. Course. Think I was of course, I was. We I, wanna, I, okay. We're sitting here going, please tell the story. Yeah, okay, because I don't. I don't want to be like a big, you know, podcast hog. You guys might have a direction you were no, going. You're the guest. No, don't worry. Is- no one's so, ever complained that we don't get to talk enough on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've learned to start asking, like, so how are you to our guests versus what do you think of Danny and I? Because that's usually yeah. <laughs> But it's I do love the two quality. of you together. I love the dynamic. We um, love us. We love us. <laughs> I had come off. It was 2004, and I had come off of Last Comic Standing, which was at the time kind of groundbreaking but no one knew what to do with us nbc held us on development deals but they called it reality when it was game show like now we'd have all kinds of money we'd have all kinds of people following us i mean i had one hundred twenty thousand myspace followers if i'd have known how to make that you know at (laughs) the time it was something um so finally got out of that nbc deal and i have had these amazing managers uh, Maura, Bresner, Steinberg, and Tannenbaum. And they're huge. They had and Robin Williams, Billy wow. Crystal, Bette oh. Mill- Somehow, like, I overshot stardom and just ended up with them. Like, I, I missed it completely, uh-huh. you know? Um, but they were, Robin and Billy were coming back to do uh, comics, comic relief with That's HBO. Right. They, they had really good relationships with HBO. HBO was doing 10 half hour comedy specials in which they were going to pick three and then um, try to use those as kind of like pilots to start their own development deals with shows. I also happened to be clearly Italian. Sopranos was still on the air. It was pretty big. And they were going to try to see if I could come in and do possibly like a three episode arc on Sopranos because they didn't know exactly what they were doing with it. So this is where we were before we even walked in the meeting. Like oh. I just had to sit there, be funny, be good. And you guys know, and if people who are listening in showbiz, you know how they roll out the red carpet sometimes when they want to be in business. Yeah. But there's people who don't understand, like when I was trying to explain it to my family at home, it's every underling of the boss is there yeah. and they're there to show presence, but it's not about me. It's really about them to spend FaceTime with the president of the network and the, but they're there to make it look nice. So I'm sitting with my two managers who I have an amazing relationship with. And, you know, I mean, if they can handle Robin, they can handle this moron that I am and everybody, everything's going great. Now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I always, I'm always one of the guys I became a comic because you know, I wasn't strong and fast after a while. My brothers got bigger, but they could never outrun my mouth. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm yeah, just, I'm, we're riffing and it's, it's great. Everything's great. All these fun things are going on. And it sounds like, it sounds like you're about to get too comfortable in this. Movie. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Danny, <laughs> the, guy, the president of the network leans back and he puts his feet up on his, his little coffee table. And they're literally, it's, I'm on a couch, my two managers here, and there are probably eight other executives underlings back there. And he goes, so we just got to wrap this up uh, with, you know, the attorneys. Do you have any questions for us? <laughs> and I go, yeah. Um, 
how ugly were the socks that you reached over in the drawer to pick those socks? I mean, they were horrendous and I kept getting distracted. I kept, that's all I kept focusing on. And I just was like, how ugly did they have to be that you left those in the drawer? And these were the ones you went with. The one exec spit something out. My managers were, everybody was dying, but the president of the network apparently had a issue with women because later on about three weeks later he would get fired because he smacked his girlfriend in vegas you know who i'm saying but i don't want to say it yeah anybody needs to google it it, you can figure it out yeah um but he he got up red-faced walked out we are all dying laughing (laughs) and as we got up to leave with tears running down our eyes i go i blew it right (laughs) and they go yeah yeah But it's such, like a, it's such an innocuous. I mean, um, if it's the guy, I think we don't think it is. Yeah, Fuck you it, can I Google know. it. It's easy to yeah. figure. But out. but I mean, that's like you're you're in business with comedy people. It's like that's the most yeah. mild slam. You have ugly socks, right? I just I took the wind out of them. I guess uh, I think yeah. people have been grateful. People, and I, I'll be honest, it's the one. Even David Steinberg said to me, if Robin had said it or Billy had said it, they'd have laughed along. And but maybe coming from you, it just hit wrong. Maybe it's like it just. Well, maybe Whoopi Goldberg had said it. You're a little shrill. I will say that you're coming off a little shrill and angry. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But there is really nothing funnier than like I, you know, Michael McDonald. You know, Danny, we had a buddy of mine, and Michael. Like him and I had bonded instantly over the fact that we both love telling the joke that we know is going to die just mm. to hear the hush in the room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I said, my favorite thing is if I just say something and then there's dead silence and you hear one woman in the back go, oh, my God. What's <laughs> like, that joke for you? Oh, oh, it's anything. Like if I just say something like when I was a news producer, like everyone, we'd have meetings or something. And I just like sitting there and waiting for like something really intense to happen. And then for me to blurt something out. You're very I'm, good at that, Jenny. I'm yeah. good. I mean, well, Danny knows the story. I've told it before, oh, yeah. but when I, I pitched my, <laughs> I pitched a pilot to Amazon and I had been pitching like with my two writing partners at the time all week long. And like the first pitch meeting we had was, a, and, and who we wanted to go with was actually HBO. And they like bought the pitch in the room. Well, I hope that hopefully you were nicer about right. the socks and <laughs> things have changed person. over there. It so wasn't I think you're better knew, shape. The yeah, it wasn't the slapper was in, not in the room. <laughs> it was like good, like good people at HBO. It was like really like dope people at HBO. But it was like once we sold that pitch to the room, we had a whole week worth of doing continuing to pitch this. But HBO is who we wanted, so it just took all the pressure off of us. So we're going through the rest of these pitch meetings like fucking whatever. Trying to get your price. Get a bit oh, yeah. in now we're just like it, it's about by Friday the, our last pitch meeting was, was with Amazon. <laughs> And everyone was making offers for this. We had like two people that didn't and I was Congrats. like, oh, whatever, you know, I mean, they bought it, they didn't pick it up, but you know, whatever they paid for it. So what are you gonna do? But we're sitting in this like pitch meeting at Amazon and we have like, it's me and Harry and Deb, like my two writing partners. And we have got this pitch down. We're like, they say one thing. I say, I have a joke that comes in. We've got this down. Like we've got we this. We already know where the laughs are. It's oh yeah. yeah. We're hold for applause. We know what's happening. And it gets towards the end, and I'm telling you, every every room that we've been in has been laughing exactly where we want them to laugh. They've been doing just – it's been perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And then on a Friday at Amazon, we got the crowd that was not feeling <laughs> any of our shit. Every time we're like, hit the joke, we pull, hold for laughter, there's nothing, there's just faces staring back at us. There was us. a bachelorette party there, right? Which was even yeah. weirder. No, <laughs> CBS used to be like that, Mount yeah, Rushmore. Famously. famously. Yeah. They were the Mount Rushmore. I, I had two projects that they just, I'm like, why am I in comedy? Forget it. Famously. So I'm sorry, finish it. But there's like this massive, like framed picture of transparent, you know, that been at the time that was their big hit, like huge yeah. hit show that's behind them. And so they're not laughing at anything. And then one of the people was like, okay, kind of, so is that it? You know, like, I mean, they didn't laugh at anything. We've just like, I'm starting to feel like sweat running down the crack of my ass. And then of course I feel that tingle in the back of my head that I'm about to say some shit. I should say, <laughs> it's going to make me laugh. And I, and they were like, okay, so is that it? And I was like, no, here's the kicker. Everyone's transgender. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, a fucking pen could have dropped. I look at my two writing partners and they were like, oh, my God. did you really, really, Jenny? And I was just so proud of myself. And it was like, That's, they could not as got us that out of his, that room. is hysterical. Well, years. Oh. Uh, now, it's just those rooms are so intense and you say the dumbest things because like for me, I'm so confident when I get on stage, I know what I'm doing. I know yeah. who I am. I've put my 10,000 hours in. Sure. I want to be friends with everybody. But if you, if you try to take away that time that I'm giving to other people for laughter, I'm there to slay you and your mother. Right. Like, but when I'm in a room to sell something, Look, I'm still, you know, I've had a few little things that happen, but I still, you know, I'm still waiting for that big thing. So sometimes I say the dumbest things and it always goes back to it's me that stops me from except one time Bob Goulet did take a dump in my dressing room. And I swear if I had got on stage, it was for the Jerry Lewis telethon. If I had got on stage. I couldn't, I couldn't get ready. So they had to move my, uh, they had to move my appearance time. And if I had got on the show and that 10 o'clock hour, I might've had a different career, but I blame that with Bob Goulet pooping in my, you you just said, just, you <laughs> said Robert Goulet took a dump in your dressing room. The way I would say there was a lot of traffic going to Walgreens. <laughs> well, <laughs> I blame him. I blame him till this day. Um, so I, I don't know. I have the craziest life. I can't explain it to you. It literally. So I, I, you know, I come on the scene. I'm in LA. I'd, I'd been doing it for 10 years, but I'm still like it, female comics, even just 15 years ago were novelty acts. So yeah. I'm this young gish girl and, um, you know, I'm old school in my, in my yeah. thought process, everything. So they liked me. Jerry Lewis, I did that telethon. Like, I must have done it seven years in a row. Okay. You were in with them. Yeah. They liked yeah. you. It was fun. I was, and I don't have any pictures unless someone <laughs> has them in the archive. But also, that was a Bob Zamuda thing. Yeah. So he was, he was directing during those years. So the very one of the times I'm trying to get there and I have a really good spot, the 10 o'clock spot is the time to have because everybody's watching 10 o'clock Sunday. Right. And uh, I'm walking. And all of a sudden we're walking to my dressing room and they walk you in the Beverly uh, Hilton, like you're like, you know, yeah. like you're yeah. like, I'm an FBI. Yeah, we have like I, yeah. yeah, I'm sure I have like, a, okay, I got to, we're walking, we're walking and um, I'm walking to get to my little bungalow. And this man comes out in a suit 
and it's it's Bob Goulet. And I know all these old people like no one else knows them now. Google them when you're sitting at home, if you're under 35. But literally, I I loved him and I see him make a immediate left and the young girl on the what and we're just standing there and my manager's going hey we need to wherever her dressing room is she, her call times in like 40 minutes we got to get her dressed and hair and makeup she's like hold on and we're standing there and then probably about 7 to 10 minutes go by we don't know what's going on all of a sudden he comes out of my dressing room and i kid you not which i by this time i realize he's in my dressing room oh my god uh newspaper under the arm and he goes and then we go to walk in there and a 76 year old man had taken a shit can i say that he had taken a hit in my green room so bad that i couldn't get in there to get ready it was so bad that they moved my time slot to the next hour so they could fumigate it like like a covid room at a hospital Oh my God, this is just like when Stephen Eadie spilled lube in my dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, were there yeah, too, Danny, I, just so you know. What's that? <laughs> they were there too, just no, so no, you I'm sure know. they were. No, I know the whole crew. I, 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 <laughs> they were there. And I don't know why, like, people, I don't know why it never really popped for me, but those are all reasons. And part of it is Bob Goulet's fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're, Please tell me, have you ever talked about this on stage? You must. No, but I want to write a book because I also must. lived in a stripper colony when I that those girls when I first moved to LA, I moved into a six unit apartment building that used to be like it was just up the street from CVS or not CVS CBS uh, yeah. in, in in uh, Hollywood by you know Beverly yeah. and Fairfax behind Fairfax High School and they used to be old. Um, like studio contract player housing. And there were six units and it was myself and a young attorney and then four strippers in various stages of their careers. And they actually taught me how to be feminine. No, to be feminine because you have to understand I'm 10 years on the road with these boys. I grew up with all boys. My mother doesn't have a mother. Uh, I'm 10 years on the road with these comics and you know, I got to be tough because there wasn't a day that I didn't get on stage sure. in my 20s that someone didn't yell, show me your tits, wow. even though I was already naked. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, so these girls taught me how to and who has time Mondays off. It was comics yeah. and strippers. Like if yeah. I, you know, if I wanted a companion for dinner, I just had to buy the dinner. We were good. And so <laughs> those girls kind of taught me how to be feminine. And, you know, those stories are crazy, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should thing, definitely write a book for sure. I mean, I know. Know, look, strippers, uh, whatever. Everybody's just trying to make money, including podcasts. Um, yeah. This is yeah. This, this is a segue. Just a lot of people compliment <laughs> how I that segue. That was smooth too, so, Danny. Yeah, because you know, sex work is work, and and podcasting is work, and is. and one of the ways we pay the bills is to talk about products, which we're going to do right now, and we'll be back after this. Beautiful. Okay. This is going to be a very sportsy commercial from a super sportsy guy. I love sports matches. But one thing I do know, even kind of a not sporty guy like me, is that football is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source. All your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. 
And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Those other sites, they quit mid season, not Bet Online. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Bet MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your awards. Bet online, where the game starts. Figuratively, obviously, because the game will probably start at the venues. But this is where your game starts at Bet Online. Can I just take one second? Yes. And then we'll come come right back. I just want to make an appointment with you. I, I don't have to make water. I literally just had my garbage disposal broke and I just had a new one that was okay. delivered. And I just want to bring it in. Well, that's awesome. Okay. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, we're back. Oh, Danny, that is gorgeous. I. It's funny that somebody definitely would have uh, lifted that garbage disposal off your. Yeah, yeah uh, actually, I just sent my mom. Uh, I sent my mom like a case of wine to her house in Texas. And I got the, you know, like the picture of, oh, it's been delivered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, she didn't get it. Someone straight stole a case of wine off of her. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can get you another one. Because that's important. I need my mom to stay drunk. Yes. I think that is very, very good. I, I wish, I'm your mom drank my mom. all of the wine and just wants more. Yes. You know she I wouldn't put it past. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would she not lied. put it past. Her. That could totally have happened. You know what's uh, weird? Her neighbor got a DUI that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past that's, her neighbor. That's, that's how you can tell. So I, I want to get like, when did you, are you from Jersey? No, I'm from Cleveland, born and raised. But I grew up in a little, uh, I grew up, I grew up with my grandparents for the most part. And they were right from Italy because my mother was sick in and out of the hospital till I was 14 with cancer. So I spent a lot of time with them. And that's where I even used my grandfather's name, Pisciatelli, because his sons had died um, for work because I was so close with my grandparents. So, yeah. And then I have been married to my husband. Well, I don't know how long we've been married. We've been together 17 years. And um, he's right from Brooklyn. Like he's a Brooklyn mook. And I morph accents to my detriment because by the time I leave the South, people think I'm making fun of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not of Alabama. I really yeah. without again, again, without um the the butt poses on Instagram yeah. and stealing other people's children and adopting them saying they're orphans. And I don't think you put out of a uh, a vagina coffee table book, if I'm not I wouldn't so say that. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll link to that. In, in the description. when did you get to, a when, vagina coffee table it's a different oh thing it's a different it's a you can put a lot into it that just so yeah. you know there's a lot of thing um i don't yeah. even do vagina jokes that's terrible <laughs> vagina jokes what got you into doing stand-up comedy like how did it go give me your give me your origin story um well don't come from a lot of laughter my family like literally had a lot of issues but when they laughed, they laughed hard. And I saw that like the currency. And I loved to laugh. Like I loved stand up. I snuck Eddie Murphy tapes in my house because my parents didn't swear. Like I, I hid in a <laughs> closet underneath 
uh, a sleeping bag with an old tape recorder listening to Eddie Murphy. I love the Carol Burnett show and Johnny Carson. Um, probably my second biggest regret not getting to do like I wish I would have believed in myself enough early on to try for Johnny Carson. Were you, were um, you doing stand up? I mean, what year were you, were you doing stand up? I started in 94. So I could have gotten, you I had one year, like yeah. one or two years that I could have, but I didn't have any. Um, and by the way, Jay was great to me and has been great. And I've done that yeah. a number of times. So that was wonderful. Yeah. But, he's a good, he's a nice guy. Oh my gosh. Jay, about a year ago and I've done it with him a couple of times. And what a like treat. That was. No, let me tell you what a good guy he is. Uh, 2020, I have, I think this is going to be my breakout year. You know, I've said I've never had anything big yet. Like yeah. I have this movie that I'm the lead on that's coming out. Oh, I'm cool. hosting like 10 episodes of a TV show. My hour specials coming out. I have another uh, appearance on a special comedy special on Showtime. Like all this good stuff is happening. And then within six days, everybody shuts down. Right. right. So I'm like so depressed because all that momentum is for not because nothing happens with it. Right. Yeah. And, um, Jay calls me and about two months later and I don't speak to Jay on the phone. So I don't know that it's really Jay Leno. I think again, another time I mess up life. I think it's one of my friends pranking me as Jay Leno. That's a problem with being a comic. He tells me, he goes, Hey team, I can't do his words, but you know, I just watched your special and I think it's great. And I bet big things are going to happen for you. Cause I've never seen some of such a strong point of view. And it's just so great. Like you should have offers for shows all the time. I see the show right in it. It's, it's great. Things are happening. Right. And I'm like, yeah, no, nothing. I don't even know who's like, I go, I go yeah, but thanks for calling Jay. Appreciate that. All right. Goodbye. And, I just, and then the next day my friend calls and goes, I forgot to tell you, I gave Jay Leno, I saw him and oh I God. give him your number. So oh, then yeah. I had to call him back and go, Hey, I'm sorry that they were pranking me. And then, but like, what a nice man to go out of his way to be nice to an idiot that I am. Oh, oh he was <laughs> such so, an what? idiot. When I did a spot at the first time I did a spot at Flappers and he was, he was on the lineup. And I was like, I seriously thought when I saw that, that it was a joke. I'm like, Jalen, I was really, it was like a year ago. And he sat and watched my whole, like watched my whole set. And then when oh, I really? walked back, he actually came back and like had notes for me. And he was like, that was so great. I love that you did this talk. Uh-huh. Like, like he was really just such a, and then I noticed he really did that with every, he loves stand up comedy so much and he loves yeah. comics and talking with comics. And I was like, this is such a, like, what a treat, you know, to, to have somebody that doesn't need to be doing this is still doing it because he loves it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you wonder like, what's the difference in the value of a joke? Yeah. Because yeah. we're all telling jokes, but how much do, what's the difference in the value of the joke? Like, I stopped by Yellow Springs and I got to do a set that Dave Chappelle brought me up. He did 20 minutes. He brought me up and then John Stewart closed out the show. Uh-huh. So, and I was so blessed because of those two amazing comics, sure. probably the two goats of, you know, yeah. of all, I mean, mm-hmm. arguably two Mark Twain winners. Yeah. yeah. It didn't, I, there was no dip. Like it went Dave to me and, and then we're having this conversation and I'm like, do you guys miss being the underdog? Cause I I love being the underdog 28 years into this. I'm still the underdog. Not everybody knows who I am. So I, 
I can still, and by the way, there, there were a thousand people in a cornfield sitting on hay bales in the rain to watch him. Cause he just like, he built it like a, you know, yeah. like Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> and as I'm, and they were like, no, we love being who we are. They don't like being, they go, we don't miss being underdogs. But as I was having a conversation with them, I realized that they have $300 million and I have $3,000. Like, <laughs> and like, what's the difference in the value in jokes? Because laughter equates the same. So who, how do you quantify that? You know, oh, did you leave Danny? Because you think just- I'm asking for money? <laughs> I think that Danny, oh, he just said, he just texted and said he froze. Hang on. He's going to log back in. In just a second. Um, oh, he's, he said his internet went down. Going to reboot. Okay. No worries. We can wait. Or should because he was wait, bragging or... about his patio and his new garbage disposal. That's exactly. His, his internet fucking there was actually a, a, there's probably like an Apple tag in there that someone's tracing it and dropped <laughs> his internet. They're actually downloading all his information. Right. <laughs> well, where have you been on the road recently? Where'd you just get back from? Uh, well, I had a couple of weeks off, but I, I just did a quick, I've been doing a lot of corporates. I did a quick corporate in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then before that I was, um, I don't even know, you know, something, it just doesn't seem to end, which is good now, yeah. but I feel like I've had to work harder than ever post pandemic because People have dropped the money on shows. Theaters aren't um, advertising. I don't have a name that just you put it on sale and I'm going to sell out. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? I, like, but so people have to work hard to come see me. Like when yeah. I saw you with Adam Sandler, I'm not lying to you. If I ever ended up doing an Adam Sandler, <laughs> if anybody ever wants me to quit, just cast me in an Adam Sandler movie in a couple lines. And I swear to God, I'll quit. Get some money. Get a go. If you don't like me, get it going. Get a Kickstarter to put <laughs> in a film with him. And I, it'll be my last thing. You'll never have to see me on the road again. Yeah, dude, that was, that was actually really insane. Because my buddy Maddie and I just, like, we have our second show at the Improv tomorrow. We're doing this monthly show. And so it was our first one we just put together. We had a sick lineup. We were like, oh, man, we've got, we've got great comics on. We had... Uh, let's see, we had like Brad Williams, Chris Porter, Jay Larson. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like this really, really, you know, great fucking group of people. And then Rita, who works at the improv, comes up and she's Rita's like, my best friend in life. Oh, you okay. know? Well, Rita's like, oh, I had no idea. I have to tell her. So Rita's like, to say hi to hey, can <laughs> Adam Sandler's here? He wants to do, but I love that she's asking, like, Adam wants to ask us, can he come do a fucking spot? I'm like, yeah. You can burn the whole fucking place down. Right? <laughs> right. This Please. is like the first show we're putting on. Yeah, it's totally fine. Adam yeah. Sandler. But he was so lovely. And of course, it helped too that I'm like, I'm meeting him for the first time and I'm about to go on tour with Nick Swartzen, who's in all his movies and everything. So I was like, yes. hey, and he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> he goes, let's, let's take a picture and send it to Nick. And he started to get his phone out. And I was like, you know what? I'll take the picture because I wanted it. I'm like, right. I'm not going to text it to me. I want the one like this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll take this picture. And I was like, mean, he was so fucking nice. He was really funny. I mean, I, but I've noticed he's been making the rounds around town because he's about to go on tour. So that's so cool. I mean, yeah. it's, it's always nice when people you admire are nice. There's nothing worse than meeting people you thought would be amazing and they turn out to be dicks and then uh, it's just like i mean it's so why? disheartening it's like that 
there's sometimes there's people that I love, I've like loved so much and I see them and I have this opportunity to meet them and I, I'll, I'll hesitate for a second of like, I know because I'm like, what is in my head is so great. If I walk up and introduce myself and this person's a dick, I'm you're, my whole childhood is ruined. <laughs> you know, like, no, I know. And it really is bizarre how that kind of stuff happens. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a thing where Bill Cosby wasn't asked to me oh. and I loved him. Um, but thank God he was now in retrospect, I was lucky, but I didn't know. Like, oh, Terry, I'm, I met him in Houston <laughs> at a hotel at a charity event. My I'm divorced. My husband was in Africa on like, he had to go last minute out of town. I'm meeting Bill Cosby. I have a picture of me shaking his hand, meeting him, me telling him my husband's in Africa. <laughs> I'm all alone at this hotel. I'm a big fan of your work. You know, like all these things and nothing. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just... We're so blessed. It's wonderful. Hello, Danny. Oh, my God. I, what? Like I was here the whole time. I mean, I, I guess I need an addition to a new garbage disposal. A new router. <laughs> I was I like, see. you you brag too quickly about your brand new garbage disposal. And, like, and, your and, and, and the whole thing is a nightmare. I said that somebody sent an Apple tag in and downloaded all your information and kicked oh, you off. That's probably what so. I hope so. Um, wow. Well, I, you know, you know, what's exciting. I always listen back to the show and it's like, I know what's coming. I know it's coming now for the Tammy episode. When I listen back the hundredth episode, it's going to be amazing. It's a hundredth. Yeah. Hundredth yeah. episode. We're blue. Yeah. I think I'll send you some ugly socks. Maybe we'll start doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, ugly socks. Oh, so are we at the point now where we're, um, uh, where we talk about what we've been watching? Yeah, let's go. Sure. I don't remember what I've been watching. I know. Tammy. Me either. What are some things that you've been enjoying? Like you're on Comedy. the road. Do you watch a lot of shows when you get back to your hotel? Like what I do. do. I love to binge watch. I mean, I literally, and I love to go back on stuff that I missed out on and then like catch 30 seasons and What's all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't know any 30 seasons, but um, <laughs> I want, and this is one that I'm so disappointed because right now there's only one season, but I'm in love with Afterlife by Ricky Gervais. I think oh. there's two seasons, right? I, maybe, maybe I watched them all consecutively. So I mean, there's not a lot of them. Yeah, yeah there was it wasn't a lot, and maybe there are two seasons. I I just love that sense of humor. I rarely laugh out loud for real. I mean, listen, yeah. I, I mean that's, and I just I laugh out loud at every episode of afterlife i mean i and if, if you don't have a sense of humor like ours yeah. like that smart yeah. mouth that's sarcastic yeah. then you should let it go like if fart jokes are your thing this is not it yeah well no, when i saw a clip from afterlife and i haven't seen it yet but i want to watch it just based on this little clip of ricky gervais walking by a playground and this heavy set redheaded kid calls him a pedo and he was like, I'm not a pedo. And he goes, and if I was, you'd be safe, you chubby little ginger cunt. And, then he walks <laughs> and I was like, I stood up. I was like, that is fucking the most beautiful shit I've ever brilliant. And it, it's really great. My, I mean, not to bring it down, but it's, it's based on his wife dies. And they do a lot of flashbacks of her, them together. But he now just he does not give a fuck and he's going to make everybody who crosses his path and his life miserable because he's just pissed at the world. So, but I am 
working through that anger myself because all I told you all the stuff that happened career wise and I, you know, I've been canceled and I was just coming back. That was my comeback year after being canceled. And I was so excited. And then my father died. So I was finding myself walking around like with so much anger and I had to work through it. I just really, well, you know, listen, we all have it. And I just had to work through it. And my face is falling and my breasts are like Zambonis clearing off concrete. (laughs) And I'm just like, and then I watched that and it helped. I've actually watched it twice. It's just so great. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And welcome to the Dead Dad Club. We're all members. <laughs> yeah, we're all members. Are, our dads are so fucking dead. <laughs> they're, sure, so, they're probably deader than your dad is. Yeah. It, it, well, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I, I, I my like dad's it. the deadest. Yeah, your dad I'd is the deadest. Jenny's second and your third. And then, oh, and then Guy has dad. Oh, Guy is a fresh Oh. Yeah. No, my, my dad oh. is alive. My mom passed Oh, oh your mom died. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. well, oh. sorry. You're not in the club. Um, yeah, but yeah, you, should, okay. you should probably check on your dad, Guy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> okay. Well, give me his number. I'll shoot him a text real quick. Let's make sure. Well, maybe she's dead inside. No, like, yeah. like that's like me. I'm, I'm not dead, dead, but I'm dead inside. inside. Sure, yeah. My mom is so goddamn alive. Anyway, well, um, my mom is frighteningly. <laughs> same, <laughs> same, same. Right now, probably yelling same, at her. Same. Yeah. What are you watching, Jen? Um, let's see. Okay, because I do like to binge things, and if I get excited to watch something, I'm like, I want to plow like right through it. Yeah. Um. No, I I watch Cobra Kai. Yeah. Ah, yes, of course. Love Fred Ernst. Yeah, season behind. Beginning to end, plowed right through that. We had John Hurwitz, one of the creators of it, on the podcast. He's Great awesome. Episode. That was awesome. super fun. Um, and Danny, I text you. I just watched Reboot on Hulu. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. I was like, oh, it was Steve Levitan or whatever. I liked it. It's got great. Ooh, I know Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rachel Bloom is in it. You know, Keegan Michael Key. Um, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Knoxville, weirdly, isn't it? He's good, but I, it's like I like. I'm waiting to get into it a little. little Yeah, I've heard. You know, I remember reading an early script of it. The weirdest thing was, I was like at the end of Modern Family, I was like working on a pitch, and I was mentioning to one of the other writers, it was, and it was about a show getting rebooted, and they thought I was doing a bit, and they're like, you know, Steve is developing this. I was like, that's hysterical. Rip it up. And um, and I read an early draft of it, which I liked. And I know he made a lot. Of, they they made a lot of changes. But I still haven't seen it, but I definitely uh, I will definitely yeah. give that a shot. Yeah. Can then, I uh, ask you guys two questions? Yeah. You can ask Am I allowed? Yeah, yeah. No, we'll allow. We'll open up for two questions. Yeah. Can you open just two? I'll each just of two. you a question. And I swear okay, to God, yes. if there's a sub question, I'm going to lose my. All right. So mind, yeah. let's. I'll start with Jenny. All right. You are just starting stand up. Right. Uh, I started uh, like seven years ago. Oh, okay. So seven. Okay. But still, but you were, you had found a lot of notoriety and fame already just by your tweets and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? They were so funny. Yeah. I was a, I was a news producer. I was a television news producer while I kind of got on Twitter and then I started writing jokes on Twitter and then that kind of shifted into a whole new career. And then so did I'm, you get in trouble at that was my question because your jokes were so funny and you're trying to be a serious. Okay. No, I didn't because I was a producer. I wasn't an on-air person and I didn't ever say the station I worked at. And that was something like when it was discovered, it was me because that was writing these jokes. Like there were people in the newsroom because my profile picture wasn't even from the front. I was trying yeah. to like be a little bit incognito. 
And then I started getting more followers. And I just remember the news director brought me in and goes, it's fine. It's funny. Just don't say where you work. Like, just don't. (laughs) Because I worked for like, I could say it now. I worked for the ABC affiliate, a Disney owned company. And I'm writing, you know, fucking fucking cunt jokes on Twitter. It didn't really mesh well with the brand. But once I Uh, got out to LA and I was like, you know, go work for Sesame Street. They're ducking kids. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But once I got out, you know, to LA and I was like, you know, writing pilots and stuff like that, it, it just became like, you know, you, when you're just writing and I was by myself, like, you know, it felt very isolated. And I was like, you know, I wonder if I could tell these jokes on stage, you know, like, yeah, no that's surprise awesome. to me that she would do well at it. I will say that right off the bat. Like I could just tell when Jenny was holding court and even just there's certain people who speak and they can speak and their stories have a beginning, middle and end. There's a, there's moments of laughter throughout. It was, it felt like an easy it felt like a natural transition for her. Well, it felt like you. it took, it felt like stand up just didn't, it felt like she just hadn't crossed paths with it earlier, but that yeah. she had been kind of developing a voice all the way through that. That's yeah. yeah. That's kind of what happened to me. I was the person in a play. If you forgot your lines, I could ad lib you to where we needed to go back. So I knew that if I got on stage, I could have an outline, but if I mess it up, who cares? No one know. I'll get, I'll get through this. So, okay. So Danny, let me ask you. Okay. Okay. So obviously we know there's congratulations as well. So much success with modern family. Yes. Did you know those things are so few and far between? Did you know reading the pilot that you had, you know, lightning in a bottle or was it when I, I got my, so I'm 58 right now. I got modern family when I was 44, which is kind of a late, in sitcom writing, there yeah. aren't a lot of like older people. Modern Family was very, it was weird because I, there were five people older than me on that show or six people older than me on show at 44 and when we were starting. And so um, so I've been through a lot of different shows. And my entire career, I'd never worked anywhere more than two and a half seasons because either the show was coming to an end or it didn't go, whatever, or I'd go move. So I will say this. I watched the pilot of Modern Family and it was, it's kind of Steve and Chris had done a show prior to this where they didn't hire me. And I was like a little pissy about it. And like, <laughs> right. it, it, it ended a deal. And so I went to do like drama and I'd had a, uh, and I did a season on a, on a drama show as the funny guy on the drama writing staff. And I really liked it. I thought, oh, this could be fun. And I had a job offer. And then Steve calls me up and says, Hey, Chris and I did this other show. We want to come in. And I was just like, I had two offers already. I was, I was, I couldn't wait to watch the pilot and just say, it's really great. I just have these other things, but good luck. Yeah. I got like, I got 10 minutes into the pilot and it was, and honestly, I think the modern family pilot is the greatest pop, comedy pilot I'd ever saw. It was just like to have all those actors be so good. And it was just great. And so I knew that it was a really good show. I had no idea. No one knows what's going to be a hit. And so it seemed, but, you know, I remember it had been on the air about three weeks or four weeks. I was at one of my kids' soccer games and I heard people, parents from the other team, like from another school, I heard them doing lines from an episode of the show. And I thought, okay, this is, something's happening here. So that was, it was special. I mean, and I was glad I was that age because I really appreciate, you know, I think for the writers who this was like first, second show, it's like that's setting an unnaturally 
that's setting an unnatural expectation for that level. Yeah. Not that it can't happen, but it's just very rare to get it even once. So, so I should quit though, for sure. Right now. No, no, no. You're about to hit it. quit. I think you're about to hit it. I'm about to hit. Yeah, you're about to hit. I feel I'm it. about to hit. I, 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 seniors, unless they're doing a, a, a Golden Girls reboot. <laughs> I always think about like Leslie Nielsen, though, in this case, where Leslie oh, Nielsen you know, one of my it was like, not that he didn't have a career before, he was a dramatic yeah. actor, but he was like 50 or something when, when Airplane came along, or right? You yeah, know, or, I know. And, and I like and that he just the, looked the same age forever, too. Forever. He was yeah. like Steve Martin. They had that Silver Fox the thing silver, going on. Fox. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, what have I, I just quickly? What have I been watching? God, I don't. Yeah, know. what have you been watching? I really, like, I've really been enjoying Rick and Morty this season. I watched that. Yes. Okay. I just started watching the uh, the Rings of Power because I'm a, a a nerd for yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings, and it's sure. enjoy, it's enjoyable. I would I could I could sniff some things here and there, but it's well acted. It's kind of fun. It's keeping me going. Yeah, I just started watching that dragon show, the prequel. Oh, the new dragon show. The- <laughs> Me too. And you know, um, there's some things in it I like, and um, and uh, it's got me watching. I it's it, I will say I was reluctant to watch, and it's way better than I thought. And I'm like kind of like eager to keep going. So we'll see what happens. It's hard for me to watch episodic now, though. After it binging, is. it's really, really, really but, hard. I've waited long enough on both of those shows that there was you know, four or five episodes that I, you know, so it felt like a binge till. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss also to not tell you that I watched walking dead and that's in its last eight episodes. So that's pretty exciting because now what happens, you know, where do you go from here? Yeah. I just, uh, I hope it's more zombies. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think zombies are working. I think, me. I think they're over. It's, you know, it's probably time for blobs. It's all about wolves. Blobs, <laughs> blobs are going to make a comeback. Blobs. <laughs> I'm waiting. That's my thing. That's what's going to happen. Big money. Come on, blobs. I'm going to be the blob. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to actually star naked. My fr- I'm the blob, <laughs> sexy Italian blob. Um, uh, Tammy, you've been a delight. I mean, I love you guys. You did not let us down at all. Honestly, no. like there's some people. It's a lot of work. Yeah, sometimes we lie. sometimes they we get done and we're sweating. And we're like, wow, but I had to work that hard. That, that went easy. by for me super fast. Partly because yeah. I got knocked off. Um, yeah, and had a delivery. And you got a brand new garbage. And you're probably getting a pedicure as we speak. Who knows? Pan the camera down. Let's see. No, because what I'm getting is more intimate than a pedicure. Hey, <laughs> you should trim your nails. Um, uh, but uh, you but, must hey. be a rap star. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a pleasure. To, I hope I get to meet you in person. And uh, yeah. uh, I want to take you guys both to lunch when I'm in L.A. Uh, this least. end of the month. So yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Is, there, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, plug right away. Uh, why don't we plug my special that came out in 2020, but no one has seen. It's on Amazon, uh, the Mount Rushmore. Um, it's called the Way After School Special. I went back to my old high school to film it. Like, kinda, oh, I love it. Yeah, kind of, um, what's it called? Napoleon Dynamite style, because, you know, it's it's hard when you, you can make anybody laugh, but when they know you before you had yeah. breath, 
<laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> so. that's awesome. I will definitely watch that. I'm not this is like I look. I would tell you I was going to watch it no matter what because it's showbiz. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. I'm not a monster. I'll expect an email with a breakdown. But, but, yeah. but I literally am going to watch that because this is. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. Awesome, Jenny. Anything to promote? Um, if you're in Hollywood tomorrow night, my buddy Maddie Fontana and I have our second monthly show at the Improv uh, called Starting World Famous Improv. At the world famous improv in the lab. I've heard of that, I think. Same series. Um, yeah. yeah, we got a cool lineup. We've got uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, you know, one of we our former, we love former her. guests. We've got uh, Jordan Rock, Amir K, Kirk Fox. Kirk um, Fox, who Kirk. has been, Kirk Fox is really the comics Kevin Bacon because He's he has great. been in so many movies. You just go, what is, is he, was that, is he a patriot? What is going on? I'm going to just do a Kirk Fox shout out real quick. So I know yeah. him a little bit through Kevin Neal and they're really good. Yeah. Friends. They're yeah. really good. Friends. And so we've, we've talked and stuff. Anyway, I was, I wound up going to Fringe Fest to, and I was opening, I did a little stand up opening for a friend of mine. Oh, that's um, awesome. And, and, um, and so Kirk was like, oh man, uh, let me just tell you what I did it. And he told me a story on just on direct message me about times he died. He said, here's what you want to do. And he took real time telling me like, this is what works and doesn't work there. Wrote a, 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 fa- a fair back and forth and was absolutely right. And when I watched other comics fail or succeed, it was it was right along what his advice was in terms of the, He's the, right. the, the Scottish writing. So I was, I, it really warmed my heart actually. And I, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to tell him. That. <laughs> yeah. I love him. And uh, I want to go to French fest. So let's go take us both because I want to go next year. I'm actually writing something for there. Like I maybe like a little, little kind of small one person or two. Do you need a blobby Italian girl? I, in I, it? I, just need a, <laughs> I mean, personally, like, that is my number one search category. Is that what uh, you're, uh, Listen, I don't want you to know, but listen, blobs are back. This is my Bud Friedman. (laughs) I lost my virginity to a Teresi and I married a Lombardi. I have some experience with your. All right. You know about the Italian blob. I know. I know. Jenny, do you know what this is, by the way? Is it a a monocle or is that like a uh, gold? To look at your headshots in the old days, you'd get headshots that were like this big and you'd have to look at them like this. So you're young. This this shows how old I want to go back. I'm going to bring back that game show liars club. What are these objects? Well, you know what I'll do? I should probably go get headshots too. (laughs) I don't even do those anymore. Anyway, do it nation. Thank you. We love you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy, so much. Thank you for having me. Bye guy. Stick around for a picture. Oh Um, yeah. But but do it nation. Do not stick around. It's time to go. Yeah. You go. Tammy stay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you.